This is the Arab Street Radio and Podcast. I'm Ray Hanania. I do two podcasts, this one on the Middle East and another on mainstream American politics. Thank you for listening to this podcast where we talk about issues in the Middle East, Palestine, Israel, and American policies. You can get more information on all of my podcasts by visiting www.hanania.com. And good morning, everybody. It is Veterans Day, November 11th, Wednesday, and this is the Ray Hanania Show, and I am Ray Hanania, special U.S. correspondent for the, an op-ed columnist for the Arab News newspaper. The Ray Hanania Show is brought to you every Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. in Detroit, 1 p.m. London, 3 p.m. Jerusalem, 4 p.m. Riyadh, 5 p.m. Dubai. We got a good audience out there, and we also thank the uh, Arab News for sponsoring our program and getting us out to this 5.6 million viewers that they have on Facebook. It's always good to connect with Arabs around the U.S. and in the Middle East. Um, we are the the Arab News is sponsored, or the U.S. Arab Radio. Uh, yeah, I'm just doing too much. You know, Sam, I got to do the techno- technological stuff. Get us on Facebook and read the intro. <laughs> the uh, Ray Anania Show is sponsored by the Arab News newspaper, which is the Middle East leading English language print newspaper with editions in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Japan, Pakistan, France, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago, where I'm based. And we're also uh, carried by the U.S. Arab Radio Network here on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, where we uh, are live, our number is 248-557-3300 if you want to call in. Um, or you can go to the uh, Arab News Facebook page at The Arab News on Facebook. And uh, you can chat and send us a message there if you'd like. I got everything going and already people are lining up watching us. So welcome to everybody there. Uh, on the Arab News Facebook page. Joining me this morning to look at the grueling political battles and his own success is a guy that I've been following for years, Sam Rasool. He was elected, again, re-elected, I guess, legislator from Virginia's General Assembly. I think it's the 11th District. Is that correct, Sam? That's it. Yeah, the 11th District. Tell First, tell us, Let's. In, this is your first time on the show, so kind of introduce uh, yourself to us, to the audience um, what you do, um, how you got into politics, uh, a little bit about your background. Then we get into all the muck and junk middle of the politics of the United States, which, which can really be a mess sometimes, as we're seeing this past week. But Sam Rasool, uh, legislator from General Assembly in Virginia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, marhaba, sabal khair, al khair for those who are abroad. Uh, good to be with you, Ray. Thank you so much for um, having me on. While this may be my first time on this show, of course, we've uh, kept up with one another for many, many years. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've loved all the work that you're doing. Uh, so I was elected uh, seven years ago to the Virginia General Assembly. Um, we were breaking through glass ceilings then. Uh, not only the uh, first Arab Muslim to be elected in the Virginia General Assembly, but uh, to be elected in the western part, uh, which is kind of like, uh, you know, the northern part of Michigan for, for Michiganders. Uh, we're a little blue dot in a big uh, sea of red. And so here in the foothills of Appalachia, you know, it's always important to figure out how we can build broad coalitions. And that's exactly. But that's, a, that's a beautiful area there in Virginia, that western part of Virginia, isn't it? 
Yes, yes, as we like to say, ahla sahla, anytime you want to come. Hey. Uh, do they have do they have restaurants with grape leaves out there? They're actually Arabs in Virginia. There, oh, there are a lot of Arabs in Northern Virginia, but in my part, they're few and far between. The trick is, is that my mom and my wife are very awesome cooks, and so all right, well, that's it because the food will do it. It will. We, we've got a couple good uh, good restaurants, but nothing like a Greater Dearborn uh, for sure. But this is where I grew up, Ray. I mean, this is where I call home. Uh, we we started here many years ago, and, and here we are. And your uh, Palestinian background from, uh, obviously, Palestine, your parents? Yes. So my father is from Albira. My mother is from Mizra Sharkiya in, in uh, Palestine, came here in the late 60s. We settled here in the early 80s in the western part of Virginia, in the Roanoke Valley. Uh, so I've loved uh, serving uh, over the past seven years. And as you pointed out, if you're in northern Virginia, there are a lot more Arabs there. But where you're at, there are not a lot of Arabs. So maybe you can help some of the Arab Americans because, you know, we emphasize that word American. We are American Arab. We love this country. I served in the military. We work hard. We pay our taxes. But sometimes we have a struggle getting elected in areas where we're a very small minority. It sounds like you've done very well. What was the secret to getting elected? Uh, in an area where being Arab was kind of like a minor aspect of the place where you were representing. Yeah, I mean, to, to first of all, happy Veterans Day and thank you for your service. Thank you. Oh, that's all right. Um, second, uh, you know, for me, my, my faith guides me to say that uh, people, you know, they may not know all the ins and outs of different policies, um, but, you know, people have a real keen ability to be able to judge your intention. And, and so really trying to come in with a clean intention, being like, look, here's where I'm at, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, and over time, we've been able to build trust with folks, not only by knocking on a ton of doors, but by genuinely engaging people. So remembering that voting is not a logical decision based upon issues, rather it's an emotional decision based upon our relationships. Yes. So that's what we've invested in. And you... Uh, obviously, you run as an Arab American, but the focus is on what you're going to do for that district in the 11th district. And you connect with Arabs and non-Arabs, and uh, they elected you. So you said seven years ago. Yeah, you, you were know. one of the first, I think, that uh, you know that really kind of broke into politics. I've been covering it 45 years. To have somebody like you to talk to when I first started in the 70s would have been impossible. Uh, mainly not because people didn't like us, but because we just didn't engage the system as Arab Americans. But that's changed, hasn't it, over the last 20, 30 years? It, it has, but, you know, we're, we're almost natural for it, Ray. You know, so many of us who, uh, immigrants, Arab immigrants that came over, started in small businesses. And when people ask me, how did you learn? How did you get involved? And <clears throat> I, I didn't go to school for political science. I tell them I learned in a convenience store. I mean, you know, black, white, rich, poor, whoever came in, you built relationships, you were part of the neighborhood. And, and to me, that kind of uh, uh, relationship building, that kind of um, outreach, uh, that's how we learned, I think, to be able to connect with folks. Um, Just so meeting people and talking to them and understanding their concerns and issues, right? Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, when you're when you're a child of immigrants, in my case, my parents as immigrants, it, it was so important to kind of meet people where they're at. And, you know, I guess I kind of felt a little weird sometimes uh, when I was younger, because 
you know, I'd be in an inner city store um, and, you know, be uh, having a conversation one way. And then I'd maybe be out in the country, which is just 15 minutes away and having a conversation a different way. I thought it was a little bit weird. And then as I grew up, I learned that there's a concept for this called code switching. And and even amongst Arabs uh, or amongst different groups that you're talking to, I think that uh, I was very fortunate to have a relationship with people that allowed me to build um, a rapport. What is code switching? What what do you mean by that? That's interesting. Yeah. uh, Well, I learned more about it as an adult when I realized, hey, when I'm, um, you know, speaking with someone in in the inner city, uh, there's and you just kind of for me, I just kind of naturally switch to, okay. I'm speaking uh, in a way that relates to them versus when right. I'm speaking out in the country versus maybe when I'm speaking to the Arab American community, not in the message that we're conveying, but actually in some of the words that we're using. Uh, even right. some people might call it slightly different uh, dialect, but um, you know, you know, if I'm if I'm speaking to my brother in in uh, in inner city Roanoke, or if I'm speaking to you know. Uh, someone else who's out in, in rural Virginia, uh, it, it, it's just different uh, in in the in the connecting, and and you know our black brothers and sisters have had to do that for a long time, uh, and and so they've written very well about the need and to to code switch over time depending on who you're interacting with, but that's how you connect better. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, because uh, I remember when I was in the military, I was sitting in an Air Force base. It was during the 1973 war, um, worried about whether they were going to send us or not into the fighting. And I was in an Air Force base and I'm watching TV and I'm watching an Arab and an Israeli debate the Middle East conflict. And the Israeli sounded American. He looked American. He dressed American. He didn't just speak speak English. He spoke baseball in American English. He really connected. And it wasn't even about the issues of the Middle East. It was how he connected with the audience. And the Arab American, I mean, we genuinely concerned about everything. I'm not de- uh, denigrating him, but he had a heavy accent. He didn't look American. He didn't dress American. Um, he spoke in a language that blamed the audience for all the problems um, and very angry and emotional. And I thought, I'm not going to be a doctor when I get out of the middle, when I get out of the U.S. Air Force. I, I, that's where I was going to I was headed. Sometimes I wish I did. But then I decided to get into journalism. As soon as I got out of the Air Force, went finished uh, college and uh, uh, became a journalist and a writer, got into politics. And I said, this is what the Arab Americans need. We need mm-hmm. more people like Sam Rasool in office. We need more people who identify with the American public because that's how they're going to identify with what, who we are and what we stand for. And it's hard to get our community to understand that they got a break in a little way from just, you know, from how they present themselves. It's not an easy thing, is it? Do you have people come up to you and say, why don't you speak Arabic all the time? Or, you know, why don't you fight for the Middle East? You know, but while you're at a board meeting in a little suburb of the Roanoke and you're trying to explain to them, no, it's a transportation issue that we got to focus on more today. Yeah, you know, many times it, it does pop up. And I remember when I first got involved, maybe a decade and a half ago, people would talk a lot more about foreign policy 
Um, and, and, you know, uh, it, it's been great to watch that more and more people realize, you know, they're, while we care about foreign policy, this is our home. Uh, I call Western Virginia and the people that I serve here in Virginia, and I love serving them. Uh, and people can feel that if you're uh, if you come with the right intention. And so I've done everything I can to stay laser focused on trying to serve uh, my friends and neighbors who are in need. And I think that that uh, has helped us uh, along the way. We're on the line with uh, Sam Rasool. He's a Democrat. He was elected to the Virginia House of Delegates in January 2014. Or you said, yeah, right. My math is almost there. He's, he's one of he's uh, Arab, Palestinian and Muslim. And uh, in the U.S., that's a major achievement to get into politics with those credentials. And we're seeing more and more of that. We're blending into this country um, because we have the same interests that everybody else as he represents Virginia's 11th uh, District House of Delegates, um, which is uh, made up with part of the city of Roanoke in Virginia. He's our guest. We're going to take a quick break, Sam, if you don't mind, here at the radio station at WNZK AM 690 Radio uh, in Detroit, um, just to kind of uh, give our advertisers some uh, support there, uh, and they support us. Uh, so, Let's do that. Let's take a quick little break here at the Ray Hanania Show on WNZK AM 690 Radio. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back right after these messages. That uh, Let's welcome everybody back to the Ray Hanania Show. There are too many technological things that i got to do. I mean, I love the technology. I, when I was in college, I was programming computers. I sold software programs that I wrote to uh, IBM and other programs back in the 80s. I even had a uh, Middle East database called Baladi, which had every city in Palestine listed, the location, the history of the city, uh, which ones were destroyed, which ones still existed, the names, the new names when they were converted uh, to settlements. Um, And I remember bringing that to Jordan and uh, giving it to the Shoman Foundation, which picked that up. Um, But then I realized that there was more important things to do to get the message out, not just through software, but through uh, media and writing and journalism and doing the radio show. The Ray Hanania Show is brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit, Michigan, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper. And we are live on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Arab News. Our number is 248-557-3300. Uh, my guest on the line is Sam Rasool. He is a legislator from Virginia, uh, representing the 11th district. He's been there seven years. Um, and this guy has a big future in front of him, a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about that. But let's take a caller real quick uh, on our phone line at 248-557-3300. Jerry, you're on uh, with uh, Sam Rasool and myself here on WNZK. Thank you, Mr. Ray Hanania, for taking my call. Good morning, and good morning to your distinguished guest, Mr. Sam. Uh, before anything, uh, Mr. Ray Hanania, I want to salute every man and woman in the uniform who they serve our country. wasn't for their sacrifice, we wouldn't have the freedom that we have it today. So happy Veteran Day, America, and happy Veteran Day to you, Uh, Mr. Ray, because you were a a, a veteran. So we thank you for your service, Mr. Ray Hanania. Thank you so much, Jerry. Well, my dad, and after uh, Pearl Harbor, 
my dad and my uncle Moses went and, re- and enlisted in the military. They put my dad in the Army, um, and he was in the 5th Army. He worked with the OSS, and, but they looked at my uncle Moses. He wanted to go in the 5th Army with my uh, dad, and they said, no, your name is Moses. We're going to put you on a battleship in the Atlantic because maybe you can help part the sea. And that's a real story. <laughs> We are uh, proud yeah, of you, thank Mr. You, Jerry. Hanania. We are proud of you and proud of all of the Arab Middle Eastern who they serve in the, in the, in the forces of the United States Army, Navy, Air Force. Uh, now, yes. uh, Mr. Ray, I want to now direct my question to your guest. Uh, as I understand, uh, his name is Mr. Sam Razouk. Sam Rasool. 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 Uh, like Rasool, like a prophet, messenger. Right? There you go. Yes. You got to work that uh, into Sam, your media. I want to congratulate Sam. you for your victory. The victory is not just for you, it's for all of us, the Middle Eastern American in this great country. So, congratulations. Did you want to be Congress or Representative, Mr. Sam? Um, well, I am elected to be a state representative here in the Commonwealth Beautiful. of Virginia. But Beautiful. We, uh, a step of 1,000 miles starts with one step. So hopefully one day you will uh, go and vote yeah. and, uh, for, for the president of the United States. And why not, yeah. right? Because American dream always, if it happened to former President Barack Hussein Obama, will happen to Mr. Sam Rasul. Mr. Sam Rasul, my question to you is, and my name is Jerry Habba. I introduce myself to you, Jerry Habba, from Iraq. Uh, proud to be American uh, 48 years. Mr. Sam, uh, my question to you is, we do have an elect president, which is uh, Mr. Joseph Biden, the former vice president. We congratulate him. But, Mr. Sam, uh, our current president... Donald J. Trump did not concede. That means uh, he won to recount uh, 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 all the ballots. So my first question to you here, did the President Donald Trump have the right to do that? Uh, that's my first question. Second question, Mr. Sam, we are very proud to have three um, uh, 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 Middle Eastern, at least, in the Congress, Ms. Rashida Talib, um, 13 uh, district in Detroit, Ms. Ilhan Omar in Minnesota, and we have you now in, in Virginia. Uh, my question to you is those congresswomen, they are perform their duty. Don't you think they are a little bit toward the extreme left? I would appreciate your answer. God bless you, Mr. Sam, and thank you, Thanks, Mr. Hanania, and God bless America. Thanks, thank Jerry. Uh, call our number is 248-557-3300. Sam, you want to touch on some of that? We were going to talk about that during the second half, but go ahead, make a mention, and then yeah. I want to get into your next race, too, that you're running in June. Yeah, no, great, great questions. And so the way it breaks down is, is uh, the way elections work it are actually state by state. So each state has a process. And in nearly every election, uh, there is a right to request a recount, um, but it's, uh, those rights are based upon uh, the distance between the votes. 
And so while every state is different, sometimes if it's uh, very, very close, it's an automatic recount. If it's a little close, there can be a recount, but you have to pay for it. Um, and so it just depends. So there is the right to be able to request a recount as we're finalizing votes that just happened at the beginning of this week. Uh, and then there's a period of usually, let's say, three to 10 days that a, re a recount can be requested, depending on your state, approximately. Um, and then once those numbers are finalized, then the Secretary of State or Secretary of Administration, they certify the results, which usually happen near the end of November, once those results have been finalized. Once that happens, then we go through the Electoral College process. Uh, and there's a constitutional process by which those electors then go and, and cast the kind of final vote for the president. Is you think this is unusual? I mean, the the length of time that it's taking to kind of confirm. I mean, it was such a close election. So to me, it seems everybody was already talking about it was going to take weeks. Um, but now there's it. We see politics on both sides, you know, kind of interfering with the process. But are you surprised that it's taking this long to do something given how close it is, or is this part of the process we just have to go through? Um, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's very clear to me that uh, Vice President, now President-elect Biden, has won the election because uh, it's, it's just so obvious on so many fronts. Unlike uh, in the 2000 election where we were waiting on one state and there was just a few hundred votes uh, right. that would make the difference. Right now, between Pennsylvania... Georgia, Arizona, they've called Nevada, you know, there, there's just too much of a, of a lead. But what we know from this individual who's currently in the White House, um, that he will not, he was never going to go quietly. Everyone knows yeah. that. So uh, he's going to continue to make as, as much trouble as possible on his, uh, on his way out. Uh, to the second question, you know what? What I see uh, from so many folks from our uh, from our different communities. Look, I mean, naturally, uh, growing up, you know, Arabs have some conservative tendencies, but uh, in, in some ways, some liberal tendencies in other ways. But regardless, the common thread is fighters for justice, and and so that's what I see when I see many of these wonderful people who have stepped up, like uh, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, and others. Because really calling out the injustice uh, that we have here in our country, and I think that that is important. Um, my approach, uh, while, be, while a little bit different, is, is clearly uh, to talk a lot about that justice, but to try to figure out how we can build broader coalitions um, to rally around uh, our next steps in, in moving forward. That's the way to win, correct? Uh, be part of a coalition. Bring people together. You support their issues they understand you, then they support your issues. Then you become two people instead of just one, and pretty soon uh, you get elected to office. Um, De Dearborn is easy. Now, I'm in Chicago, in Illinois, and Illinois has a congressional district, the third district, which has the largest Palestinian concentration in a congressional district, and we can never get anybody elected. We can't get recognized, but this past election we did elect a woman who recognized us and said she was going to work with us, Marie Newman. Um, and it was so fine. There was a nice feeling to finally have somebody that looked at us and said, hey, you're an American too. You know, they see me as being Arab American rather than just, uh, you know, um, Middle Eastern. And, and they see me as an American. 
rather than just somebody who's a little dark skin and Middle Eastern. But that has to be a great feeling, isn't it? I mean, you must really enjoy life knowing that people look at you and say, this guy's a good legislator. I'm going to support him. Well, that's, and by the uh, way, are you Arab? You know, that comes as an offhanded interest rather than an attack. Yeah, I mean, I'm very proud of um, my heritage, uh, but I love it when people forget uh, my heritage because I, I really just want to um, be a, an awesome public servant. And, and so when people know me as the person who's standing up for, uh, you know, economic justice, when I'm standing up for the environment, when I'm trying to uh, make sure we uplift forgotten voices, um, that's the legacies that we, we all want to, to leave uh, for sure. There's a, a, a great thing that I've, I feel like I've learned over my time in the legislature, Ray, which is, you know, it's just not enough to be right. You've got to bring people along uh, in the process. Right. You could have the answers, but if you can't convince the public to understand what you're saying, it, it's not going to be, it'll be as if you're wrong because they won't embrace you. But once they do understand what you're saying, it's a, it's magical. I think you are, we can, I want to come back to this later, uh, the Biden uh, Trump stuff, because that's fascinating politics. I want to get your opinion because you obviously are a veteran politician. You understand how these things work. Not everybody in our community does, um, but uh, you also, I don't want to miss the opportunity to point out that you're not only a member of the 11th district in Virginia, which is a huge achievement as a legislator in a state. Um, you help define the laws and the processes and the policies, but you are, you've thrown your hat into the race for Lieutenant governor in Virginia, which is another step. Like our caller, Jerry Haba mentioned, you know, we need people. He, he was already talking about you being a congressman. Um, also, but, uh, that's, you mentioned, uh, uh, that it's in June, I think that when your election is, uh, what are the chances? Tell it, that's a, is, it's a bold move to want to move from the legislature now to Lieutenant governor, the second highest office in the state. Well, uh, today, uh, with this week is our announcement week. And I want to be able to to tell uh, the Arab American community, the Arab Americans uh, across the world, um, that we have officially declared uh, this week uh, our intention to run for and to be the next lieutenant governor in Virginia. Uh, that election happens. Uh, the primary <clears throat> is in June, so it's right around the corner. And is it is there a crowded field that we know of? I mean, it's just beginning. Your filing is coming up, and everything correct. It's a field that's wide open. There are uh, many candidates, um, uh, for sure. And, and so when people take a look at it, they'll see, you know, we've got some decent experience. But more importantly is our ability to try to build broad coalitions um, and try to meet people where they're at. So, you know, we're out here in the rural parts of, of uh, Virginia, I think maybe similar to Western and Southern Illinois, um, uh, but also, you know, the outreach that we've done uh, in Northern Virginia, the, which would be our Chicago land area, uh, to, to build those broad uh, coalitions, I think is going to be important. That's what people know us for as this, um, you know, progressive who wants to forge those coalitions. I think that that's the future, hopefully, of, of politics on the left. And in Virginia, you run uh, the governor and the lieutenant governor run separately, then I assume. Or yes. I know you could run as a team, but you're separate on the ballot. So you could elect 
can you elect like uh, a governor and a lieutenant governor from different parties in a state in Virginia? Yeah, you can. That's interesting. That has happened before. So there are two separate elections. The lieutenant governor is the presider over the Senate and and has a couple of other constitutional duties. And and so it's obviously it's a hopefully a a a great uh, moment for us to be able to to climb in, in lots of ways. Um, but I think it's time, you know, after a 2020 that's thrown so much at us, Ray, uh, 2021. Uh, so our election is in t- June 2021 in the primary. You know, it's, I think, all about healing this uh, this upcoming year. And, and this is a good time to run, too. Sam Rasul is my guest on the line. And uh, Sam, can you stay with us for the next half hour? We're through the show. Is that OK with you? I so- know we're imposing on you, but it goes by quick. I promise. Sounds good, Ray. Yeah. All right, what's your we- what's your website too? If people want to check it out while we're on break or follow up later on, what's the website where they can get information on you? Yeah, it's, it's just Sam the number four va dot com. So Sam Sam four va Sam for Virginia Sam for v sam number four va.com my guest on the line is sam rasul he is a legislator in virginia we're talking politics we're talking about the involvement of arab americans as americans in the political system how to be successful um we're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll continue talking with our guest sam rasul i'm ray hanania we're going to be right back right after these messages uh, it is Veterans Day, November 11th, and we want to salute all the veterans out there, those that served, those that passed, that gave their lives the ultimate sacrifice, um, and uh, those who are serving, we salute you. It's a great thing to do, and it's a great way to... A lot of Arab Americans have served in the military, 15,000 during World War II. Um, lots during the... I remember uh, serving with several Arab Americans during the Vietnam War, and uh, while I was in the Air Force at an F-111 base, and it felt good to have somebody else who understood what great beliefs were all about, okay? They knew my culture, and we could speak in Arabic to each other as the commander was looking at us like, what the heck is going on? On the line with us uh, right now here on our radio show is Sam Rasool. Uh, this Sam is a – he's the – if you were to put uh, – uh, in the dictionary, successful Arab American in politics, it would be his picture that would be there because I, I don't think I've seen anybody more successful um, in the terms of not just winning. It's more than just about winning, but building coalitions. Very popular there in Virginia in the 11th district. I hear so many people talk about you, Sam. They love you. They think you're doing a great job. What's the secret to your success, do you think? what it, What is it? Is it you have those great Arab looks, you know, Arabs, we can either look really good or really bad. <laughs> Some of us look really good like you. So people like that. They're driven by perception and how you come across and everything. What's your secret for successful politics? Well, I think that the, the number one thing is always your intention. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously there's an inner struggle in all of us every day uh, to make sure that we're as of clean intention as possible and trying to serve and, I make sure that people feel that. And what I have found is, is that I think it's just deep with inside of us, like survival instinct, Ray, where people can quickly judge uh, based upon what's in front of them. If they're being sold something, they can smell, you know, um, some BS from a mile away. So if you come to people with a, uh, with a pure intention and just try to be open and honest, 
Uh, what I have found is people don't mind if they disagree with you. They mind if right. they don't know exactly what you stand for. Right. And you listen to them. Even when you don't agree with them, you hear them, you listen to them. I, I think most people want to know that they're taken seriously, the issues that they have, um, that they're not uh, brushed aside. What's the biggest issue for you in uh, Virginia? Is, has there been one issue or multiple issues that have really kind of driven your activism, your success, um, that people there are focused on? Well, you know, leading into what, you know, what we've uh, discussed a little bit that meaning, you know, voting to me is not a logical decision based on issues, but rather an emotional decision that's rooted in in safety. So people are trying to figure out, uh, do I trust what's in front of me? So that's really led me to focus on a lot of good government initiatives, because to me, it's fundamentally talking about uh, the trust that people have in institutions. And, and especially being a Democrat, I believe that these institutions are very important and play an important role in our lives. So whether it be in campaign finance reform, electoral reform, um, trying to push back against uh, special interests uh, here in Virginia, we have very powerful utilities who you know take a lot of money from people um, and they're, they're monopolies so that they're unchecked, but they donate a lot of money to legislators like me. Uh, these are issues that fundamentally, to me, undermine the trust that people have in government and in our system. And so for, for me, I've uh, focused a lot on these types of issues. We're talking with Sam Rasool, and uh, I invited him on because I, I want to make sure everybody knows who he is because he is moving up there. He's done very well. Seven years in the uh, General Assembly as a legislator in Virginia, um, there was a, a congressman who was very sympathetic to the Arab American cause. Um, I remember meeting a number of years ago. And I'll think of his name. I, I can't Mar- think of it right. It was Moran. Moran, yes, yeah. brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. Is, is he still around? And I don't know. Do you? I, he, I have to fuck. Yeah, no. He, uh, a congressman, a congressman Moran has retired. Congressman right. Don Byer has taken his place. Um, uh, two, you know, great, uh, great people uh, who yes. stand up for uh, for truth, which is uh, important. And they were able to build that trust. And in my run to become uh, lieutenant governor of Virginia next year, uh, you know, I, I love to be able to follow in those footsteps of trying to make sure that we elevate truth and that people feel as though they can trust uh, uh, the message that we're bringing. If you see Congressman Moran, you got to tell him I said hello because I admired him. He always would tell me that the only way to win isn't just the issue. It's getting people together, not just your own community, but like you say, Sam, coalitions. Get the people around you who are not Arab American to understand that we're not here to bring some foreign culture on top of them. We're bringing bringing our culture to contribute it to the rest of the society, and they're going to enjoy it once they open up and realize that it's as beautiful uh, as Arab culture and food and everything that we do, the music, it's phenomenal. So you have this race coming up in June for Lieutenant Governor. Um, how You're in a Democratic state pretty much, right? Virginia pretty much flipped, although there was some concern about it in this last election, right? The election was close between Biden and Trump. Well, um, so what has happened is, is we've changed some of our voting processes, as many other states have, to allow for way more mail-in ballots. And so it takes some time to, to process some of those. As of this morning, Biden has won by 10 points. Um, so we wouldn't... It's huge. It, it is, but it was, 
it was close on election day, but it took some time mm-hmm. for results to uh, to trickle in. Uh, we were solid red uh, 15 years ago, uh, then became purple uh, under Obama, and then over the past uh, 10 years or so, uh, all statewide that have been elected have been have been Democrats. Um, but you know the pendulum swings, right? And so we want to always be careful. Yeah. And, and continue to build on those coalitions. There was a big Washington Post, uh, Was- uh, Wall Street Journal, I believe, article today talking about how so many um, Latinx voters have, uh, Hispanic voters, um, shifted this election from core Democrat to voting for Trump. And if we're not careful, uh, we can certainly turn off people. This is probably the biggest voter turnout I've ever seen in the history of politics, uh, not just numbers, which are huge. I mean, we have more people in the country now than we did 40 years ago, but um, just the percentages of the voters were huge. And it seemed like the mail-in ballots had a lot to do with it. Do you think that we need to uh, manage mail-in ballots better or is the process good the way it is? Uh, It seems like it's going to bring a lot of uncertainty to a lot of elections moving forward. What do you think about the whole issue of mail-in ballots? I think it's wonderful. And to me, it's pretty normal when you have uh, a process that may take several days. I mean, we're, we're, we're actually a little spoiled uh, in recent years thinking that we should just have instant election results. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, every state handles them a little bit differently. Some states are better than others. I'll give you a good example. Like in Ohio, the way that they manage them, they actually fed them through the machine ahead of time but didn't press the button to what we call tabulate or count them until around election day. Some states wait until election day or even after the polls have closed to feed them through the machine. And that takes a lot of manual time. So while states are going to improve and the process will get better and it'll get a little quicker, what we do realize, Ray, is that there have been so many laws that were in place to suppress the vote uh, right. And we know that that disproportionately impacts people of color like us, that, you know, once we've opened that up, I mean, we've seen such a huge surge in, in interest across the country. Yeah, and I, I know that Trump is upset about mail-in ballots because the early initial report showed him leading. You know, the election, the people who went to the polls on Tuesday, November 3rd, their vote was counted instantly like that. Mail-in ballots slowly being counted. You could see the numbers shifting from Trump all the way down for him and then Biden just kind of growing. Um, And it was interesting that uh, mail-in ballots had and voting in person uh, were impacted by the whole fear of coronavirus, which was a big issue in this election. People felt that Trump didn't do enough uh, with coronavirus, didn't urge people to wear masks, you know, safety issues, um, and Biden did. So it's, it's really ironic isn't it that mail-in ballots would have handed this election to uh, Biden? It's just, uh, you know, given the debate that we had over coronavirus, it's fascinating. Well, it made a lot of sense that, you know, people who are more concerned about uh, coronavirus and their health tend to be more Democrats right? uh, because of the misinformation coming from uh, the president. And so that they would take more precautions to mail in their votes or to try to cast uh, votes early. And that's why you kind of saw more Republicans on the day of and more Democrats before. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that we, we didn't take this pandemic, which is killing so many people, 
um, you know, far more than uh, many of the wars that we've we've fought. Um, and and so we uh, need to take things seriously. But I think you'd be hard pressed, Ray, to find an election where there was 150 votes, 150 million plus votes uh, cast, where you know the the election um, is this uh, streamlined, especially with as much access as we have. So, you know, let's count every vote. I think that's great. Yeah. No, no one is saying yeah, that we have to vote. Let's count every vote. Let's make sure it's 100%. Um, uh, and and, and uh, I don't know why the president is saying stop the count counting right now, because clearly Joe Biden is ahead if you do that. But uh, let's make sure every vote is, is counted. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, mail-in ballots are so important that the process is good, and I think it really is in our country. Um, I think, though, that we have to stop relying on the news media to tell us who won or who didn't win. You know, initially, I I appreciate it when CNN says, hey, our numbers show blah, 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 or Associated Press says he's ahead of her or whatever. Um, But I think that we, we the process should be more defined, shouldn't it? I mean, we're sitting here. We don't have any official certification. We don't have any official announcement we have news media telling us who won and who didn't win. And personally, being Arab, even in the news media for 45 years, I have had to bang my head against the wall just to get them to acknowledge who we are. So I don't trust the news media, my own profession. So it's just that's one issue I think we need to overcome in future elections. Is that something that concerns you at all or is it a minor issue? Well, you know, I, I think um, in this case, the the mainstream mainstream news media, you know, clearly is always pretty anxious to be out front. But even they were unanimous. I mean, Fox News called it before MSNBC and, and some of the the more uh, uh, liberal leaning um, uh, news uh, entities. But I think you're right because Ray, what has happened to some of the journalism is um, there's such a, a, a rush to focus on the advertising. I mean, even you, Ray, I'm sure you have yes. to spend some time finding sponsors for your show. And yes, and, and I would it's love struggle. For, it is. And I would love for journalists to be able to focus on finding the information and bringing that as much as we can. And it used to be a lot more about that as opposed to, you know, uh, the, the advertising. And so I hope we can find innovative ways of supporting um, good uh, journalists and, and good news sources. All right, we got one more segment. We're going to take a quick break, and we are talking with Sam Rasool. Uh, his website is sam4va.com. Uh, I think I got that right, Sam. Sam4va.com. Um, he's on the line with us, very generous with his time. We really appreciate it. Although I'll tell you, I, I did uh, Radio WLS. It was five hours, and people said, five hours? And I'm going to say one hour goes so fast like a blink of the eye you sit there at the end of it going did we really get into the issues we wanted to five hours is just perfect so one day we're going to be there and um we need more arab american media talking about these issues to show americans that we're no different than they are we talk about the same issues we have great people like you sam representing us um, and I am really proud of the fact that you're in office over there. I'm Ray Hanania. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, continue our discussion with Sam Rasool, who is a legislator from Virginia, from the 11th District. We'll be right back right after these messages. 
All right, and we are back here at the Ray Hanania Show. Um, my name is Ray Hanania, and this is the uh, WNZK AM 690, brought to you on the U.S. Arab Radio Network, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper. It's an effort uh, by a colleague of mine, Leila Husseini, um, who founded uh, the U.S. Arab Radio Network in 2005 to bring issues to the American community through a media where we're actually the participants. We're not victims of media attacks the way we normally are. We are part of the media, and uh, I really got to salute Layla for all the work that she does. This show uh, runs Monday through Friday, her radio program, every morning. She's been doing it for over 15 years. It's just amazing to me, um, and it's good to see her do that. Joining me on the line is Sam Rasool. Uh, Sam, in my book, is the epitome of the success of what Arab Americans can do. Uh, Arab American, very, you know, ethnically uh, uh, cognizant of his uh, culture and uh, heritage, and at the same time, very deep into American politics and American society. And he's very concerned about what's happening there. And we're lucky to have him on the line. Remember, go to his website at Sam number four va.com sam i know we only had a couple minutes left but do you anticipate uh arabs it seems like arab americans are going to do very well under a biden administration it seems like the message is pretty positive don't you think yeah in in uh, many ways there have been so many arab americans who have stepped up i mean many of them are already getting excited and helping us as i uh, look to be uh, lieutenant governor next year of Virginia. We're going to have an exciting race in 2021. But I will tell you that this um, uh, race and the, the presidency, I've seen so many Arab Americans step up and and really be involved in the process, uh, which is wonderful to see because we're all proud um, to uh, call, you know, in my case, Virginia, the United States home, uh, you there in, in Chicago land home. And, and so what we want is, of course, for people to not be, it's always easy to be cynical, Ray, and, and, and we, we hear yes. it all the time. Um, but, you know, we've got to take the bull by the horns and, and make sure that we're involved in the process. And I'm sure there's some things, you know, when you look back at Biden's history that we may not be happy with. But in politics, it's never 100 percent. It's like maybe 70 percent. If a polit- if you agree with somebody 70 percent in politics, that's a pretty good assessment. And in Biden's case, it's probably even higher than that. Um, it looks like we're going to do very well. And and I hope he comes out and, and shows support for you, um, you know, when you run in Virginia. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, not only uh, do we see this uh, on the national front, but, you know, even as we, we, we go into uh, my lieutenant governor run next year, uh, the one thing that we know for sure is that, you know, when we're looking for, for justice, when we're looking for the truth, um, it's really not a destination. Rather, it's, it's a journey uh, because there's always going to be some injustice that we can point to. But are we making progress? And many times I feel like it's two steps forward and one step back. Um, but, you know, we, we if we're not there on the front line, then we can't help to shape it. Any final thoughts? We only got a couple minutes left. And Tanya, like I said, one hour goes by. One day we're going to have five hours every day just talking about politics to engage our listeners. And uh, I know a lot of them wanted to call in, but I really wanted too much time for them to get to know you 
Um, any final thoughts or messages you want to offer out there? Well, look, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my uh, bid for lieutenant governor. I mean, I've been a state representative here for, for several years. Um, but, you know, there's this, this great quote um, from former Justice uh, Ginsburg that said, you know, fight for the things you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. And to me, that is really the essence of how you make progress uh, in politics. And there's so much to be frustrated about. There's so much anxiety uh, for sure. And we all like to talk about the future. But right now, Ray, I've got a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 7-year-old. And when I think about their future, um, you know, this is what really motivates me a lot because I want to make sure that just a few years from now that they can feel safe in their community, that they can uh, grow and to be whatever that they want to be. And when I when you talk about that as an Arab American, as a, a Muslim American, uh, it's the same thing that everybody wants. That so many people are looking for white, black. Uh, and so, you know, I think we can, we can, we need to focus on a better type of politics so we don't stay uh, so divided from a values perspective, I think, uh, and moving forward. Sam, thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank uh, our guest, Sam Rasool, whose website is Sam number four VA, Sam four VA.com. Thanks, Sam. We really appreciate you joining us this morning. I'm Ray Hannity. I want to thank the Arab News newspaper for sponsoring this series of, uh, uh, election uh, shows that we've been doing on Wednesday. Today's the final Wednesday, but we may be coming back uh, for a regular stint looking at issues all over the country. Um, so I want to urge you to go to the Arab News newspaper at arabnews.com and check out their stories. They're on top of the news every day with some great writing. I'm Ray Hanania, and everybody, I hope you have a great uh, Veterans Day, great week. We'll talk to you again. Sam, thank you again. We appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. See you later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Arab Street Radio and Podcast. I'm Ray Hanania. We've had a discussion of all the issues facing Arabs in America and the Middle East, from Israel to Palestine, Syria, and more. Visit www.hanania.com to get more information on all of my podcasts and on my award-winning opinion column.